Welcome to the Frustrated by Your Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Skyline Studio. I'm your host, Jim D'Amico. And I'm your co-host, Madison McQuiston. Our podcast will bring you the latest in marketing news and strategies for internal marketing teams, marketing specialists, and business owners. So if you are frustrated by your marketing, then this is the podcast for you. Why don't we talk about a little bit about what we envision about this podcast? Like, what are we planning to do? Um, I have some ideas of what I want it to be. Uh, I'm sure you have some ideas too, Madison. So, I mean, I really hope that it reaches a lot of people just because marketing can be so frustrating, hence the name of our podcast. And so it'll be really fun to see how that grows, but also hopefully it can help some people because marketing is tough, especially in today's world with the amount of social media accounts we need to have. I mean, it'd be fun to see that. Awesome. Let's pretend that this is a big hit uh, podcast. We've become the number one marketing podcast. Who would your number one, you know, we could get anybody on as an interview. Who would you want to interview? And again, Jeff it's Bezos. Be a, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Okay. He's uh, always been one person that's just stood out to me because his story about starting Amazon is just something else. Okay. And so how would you tie that? Uh, so what type of marketing questions would you ask him? Obviously. You know, uh, I actually just thought of a question. I think it'd be fun to ask him what goes through his mind when he's considering marketing because Amazon's just such a big company. Right. How do you, you know, market such a big company that everybody already knows everything about, if that makes sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's true. I mean, everybody, it is, it's different. You know, marketing is their initial guerrilla marketing of convincing someone. You know, a lot of times people will come to us and they'll say, you know, I want, to market this concept, it's new, and sometimes they're wrong and it's not new, but if it's new, it's very hard because you can't use Google or SEO the same way because nobody knows to search for it. So then it becomes an issue of having to go after the problem that they're looking for. So they don't know, you know, so I didn't know CRISP existed. I didn't even know, you know, so that CRISP, I'll introduce that, that's the AI software we're using to get rid of background noise, although I think we might be using Riverside right now. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that that existed. I didn't even know there was software that would do that, but I had a problem, which was I have kids upstairs, they're loud. And I, because of COVID now I'm on Zoom or Google Meet constantly. So I I did some research on noise canceling software or devices or something and found Crisp. And then I loved it. So then we, you know, so I wasn't searching for Crisp. I didn't know to search for it. I didn't know to search for AI noise cancellation, but I knew, you know, I wanted like, I just typed software noise canceling or something like that and, or device and found it. So I hope we'll know about Crisp. And if they do, then it's a matter of like, how do I get people to know something different about this thing they already know, which is what Amazon's problem is. It's I mean, I are, this is my first time using Crisp, which has been super fun because I didn't even know it was a thing until you introduced it to us. And I live right next to an airport. So oh. <laughs> I have planes flying over my house constantly. So if I can block out that loud noise, then we're good to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good. Okay. So what else do we talk about? Um, yeah. Okay. So that's if we're successful. What do we want out of this at the minimum? What What do you What do you want from this at the minimum for you to still be excited about doing it? Right now it's fun because it's new, but like what is the minimum success that this could have that it's not going to be like a total burden and boring and we're going to want to quit it in three months? Uh you know, I'm, I was super excited about it too, just because I'm going to be able to learn so much from you. Cause when we do our regular meetings, we're always talking about clients and building websites and marketing. 
And now being able to talk to you in conversation style and just learn so much more about you, our company, what we're wanting to get out of, you know, helping small businesses and medium-sized businesses with their marketing. So I think I'm going to personally grow from a lot of it. That's great. That's awesome. There's a lot of different opportunities to tell different stories and different perspectives. And uh, that's part of what I want to do too. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your business, this, the marketing struggles, I guess. Let's always try to focus on marketing. Oh yeah. There's, there's all of those. <laughs> you know, how did that go? I know you did like paint nights and stuff like that's marketing. You know, everything's mark. The other thing about marketing is, and, and I say this, you know, we want to help businesses grow through marketing. Everything is marketing except for the things that are not, which are very few things. Like your staff is marketing. Your mm-hmm. paint nights are marketing. Your the way you greet somebody is marketing. Yeah. So anyways, everything's marketing. So tell me about marketing a coffee shop in Oregon. Yeah. So 2017, I had loved coffee. I worked in a coffee shop right before I decided I wanted to open one. And I told two of my guy friends and five months later, we ended up opening it. We found a location, which actually really helped because it was previously a coffee shop. Okay. So we were able to get in there and not really have to change a whole lot. I think that's if we wouldn't have found a place that was previously a coffee shop, I don't think we would have opened one. Okay. Because then you know you've got to go through remodeling and making sure everything is friendly for a restaurant and right. business. Do you know what coffee shop it was? Was it like a old Starbucks or an old Pete's or something? Or it was called, I think Mojitos is what it was called. Okay, that's weird. But they were open for, they had three locations in town. So that's one thing I've really learned about like the East Coast compared to the West Coast are there are coffee shops everywhere in the West Coast. So when you're marketing, like you have a lot of competition. And then the other thing with the West Coast is you have tons of drive through coffee shops, which is not a thing here. So I ever said if I was going to open another coffee shop, it would be a drive through here for okay. sure. Because yeah. there's not a lot of those. I mean, you have Starbucks, but. I don't count that as coffee, so. Right. Well, I, I count Starbucks as coffee. I don't count Dunkin' Donuts as coffee. It's crap. Okay. I count it as coffee, but it's not like... It's different. We were a well, traditional coffee shop. Like, when I went to Italy, I studied so much on the coffee there because we wanted to do it traditionally. That's awesome. So, I guess that's the difference between, like, Bravada Brew House is what ours was called, and then Starbucks is, like, Oh, for sure. Well, that's what coffee. Starbucks started as, and that's the whole thing, is when things scale, you lose that um you know it's a, a marketing you challenge lose quality like, a little bit i you would lose say quality and you lose you lose that mission right so it's hard it's very hard to get the person you know your thousandth employee to have the same vibe and passion as your third employee like it's Is it? it just you know you you can do the best job you can with training but that's that's part of marketing too like it's saying this is who we are and please you know express that so i'm sure that the original Starbucks, which I think is still in Seattle somewhere. Yep. You know, when it, you know, however many years ago, it was probably an amazing coffee shop, and it's still a really great coffee chain. It's, I think it's the best one, or maybe Pete's is a little bit better, but um, it's different. And there's no doubt that it's different. It can't, you know, when you scale it to that level, it's hard not to. Um, okay, sorry, yeah, I interrupted so you. So, so Bravada Brew House yeah. opened it up in a mojito place, which is weird. Uh, and then what? So what happened? How what were your marketing struggles? You had to compete with all the other coffee shops. How how did you do it? So at the time I was nineteen. Both my business partners were twenty three. So I was like very young. I ended up putting college on hold because opening a new business and marketing it full time is very difficult. 
And so I put school on hold because I was like, well, I have this business now that needs to succeed because you lose all that money if it doesn't. I mean, most businesses, they say fail within the first year if they don't do correct marketing and get their name out there. And luckily for us, we were right near the college, which was a huge help. Like the college and the hospital were right there in walking distance. And so we were able to get our word out like that, if that makes sense. Word of mouth is such a huge thing, especially in Klamath Falls, where we opened it at. Because like I said, there were so many other coffee shops that one thing that really helped us was our story and the fact that we were college students. So we ended up being able to get on the news, which I think is a huge thing because a lot of the Klamath Falls population are older. So a lot of them still watch the news. Right, right, right. And then we were still college students at the college. So we were able to share it that way. Okay. But yeah, about two years in, we hit COVID and that was an experience. Um. Now, I know there's other, other reasons, but not to get into why that you're not there anymore. But do you think if COVID didn't happen, you might still be there? Like, what or was it already? I don't know the timeline of when some things went awry and uh, COVID, like, was, was which one came first, I guess? Like, like, do you think, like, you know, there are these big things in life and, you know, you might be, you know, if you were there, you're really smart, maybe you'd have a five, you know, coffee shop chain by now. Like, do you think that that was even possible or were you already kind of out the door before COVID hit? Um, so... Right when I, like the year within I that I left, we were thinking about opening a second location, um, but COVID kind of put a damper on that because, you know, we had to pay employees. We didn't have as much money coming in because luckily we right. had a drive-through. So I think if we didn't have that drive-through, COVID would have been way harder on us because nobody could go inside. Like you right. can't hang out inside and people didn't want to have to get out of their car, go inside and get coffee when there are other drive-throughs around. So people, if we wouldn't have had a drive-through, they would have chose Dutch Bros, which is actually making its way towards the East Coast, which is crazy because it started yep. an hour from us, the first one. Okay, so is that like a pizza or whatever? Kind of? Yeah, okay. kind of. But it's okay. like just specifically a drive-through. Oh, okay. De- decent coffee, it's not that great, but they have like energy drinks and teas. And so okay. there was a lot we were competing with in terms of marketing. So we decided that we needed to have really good photos. That's one thing I have learned with a restaurant is when you have really great photos, people are more likely to start to crave what you offer. Okay. And how did you do that? Did you take the photos? Did you hire a photographer? I took them on my iPhone. Okay. Gotta love iPhones for that reason. They do take pretty good photos. Um, A lot of photo editing. I mean, not a lot of photo editing, but changing up the color and making sure that it's vibrant and really catches someone's eye. Okay. And were you running their social media? When food looks better, it tastes better. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. There are some meals. There are a few meals that we always say like, wow, this tastes so much better than it looks Um, that that I've had. Like my, we had some like family favorites, but usually if it looks crappy, it tastes crappy. (laughs) Like uh, there's, there's that. So. Yeah. And I was only a couple months into my, because I started in graphic design at the community college because they didn't offer it at the university I was attending. So I was doing both communication at the university and graphic design at the community college. So I was only a couple months in. So in terms of marketing, I was the one who created all of our menus. I created our digital menus because we had TVs that we used that for. Pretty much all of our social media photos and captions I did uh, t-shirt designs, 
Because there's when you're opening a new business, there's so many different things that go into it. That's right. And so when you look back, like do you have any of the old t-shirts like in your drawer? Like do you still like how do you you know, it'll always be part of your story, I think, but your what you're doing now is um at least in marketing is is you know, step above that. But it's it showed me that you're willing to like try anything, which is something mm-hmm. I'm always so excited about. Because in marketing it's a lot it's a lot of trial and error and it's like Take some guts and you got to try something and you have to be able to walk away from something if it doesn't work. And um, so I thought that was really, really great. Yeah. And like you said, too, I mean, I hosted paint and sip nights, which is a lot of work. So I would set everything up. I would do the painting because before you teach it, you want to have a physical one that people can see. Okay. And so I would run the bar, making everyone coffee and drinks. So we were also a wine bar. So we ended up getting our liquor license, which was a really big hoop because I was not 21 when we were getting the liquor license. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had to like kind of sign my name off of the business for a little bit. It was a very confusing like situation. Oh, so you can't have a sub 21 year old owner and get a liquor license? If you're doing a liquor license, you cannot. Well, again, I was super impressed with the story. I'm still super impressed with it. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it in the podcast. Uh, just in general, because I don't know, I didn't know you did t-shirt design. I didn't know you did photo editing. Uh, I knew a lot of the other stuff and those are things we might do together for other yeah, clients definitely. and stuff, which is great. So, okay. I do have one question I've been wanting to ask you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. It's not that okay. difficult. I don't, I, at <laughs> least I don't think it's that difficult. What do you think is the biggest marketing change you've seen in the last five years? The last five years? Uh, okay. Biggest change in the last five years. Because they're really the biggest change is social media, but that's not five years. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest change, and this is always, you know, so this is this sort of unfair answer, but technology and and social media in general has made it very easy for people to do their own marketing, right? Which is great, mm-hmm. and it's very supportive to what we do. Uh, but that has really ramped up, I think, in the last five years. You know, Facebook is much more approachable. Uh, in the last five years and businesses have no problem running their, all of their social media and even website design has become more user-friendly and some businesses have no problem running that. So we're in a way in competition with the businesses that we're supporting. And a lot of times, you know, there's, I never, I was worried about this. There was one of my first fears was when Facebook really launched. So Facebook's been around for 20 years. Skyline's been around for 20 years. But the first two or three years, they were just in universities. And I, it was probably 16, 17 years ago that they started coming into existence in like the world, like outside of colleges. You know, I was already out of college when when they when they hit. And then it was probably another three, four, five years before they started doing business pages. And when that first hit, whatever that year was, I was like, they're going to put us out of business because anybody can have their own website. And they have this community. And I lost, you know, very quickly realized that was a bad, you know, fear to have because somebody's going to need help making their business page look better and someone's still going to need a website. And so, so anyways, long story short, the technology is allowing businesses to start their marketing. So more people come to us with a start. I I started this on GoDaddy Builder. It's not doing what I want. Hey, I started this on Wix. It's not doing what I want. Hey. Um, I've got a Facebook page and I've started to use it, but I need help. I don't have the time. And I, I feel like that's happening more and more. You know, I've, I've been creating videos be- and putting them on TikTok. Like they're, 
it's so approachable to get out there. And so it allows, you know, basically sets the bar a little bit higher. And it's so we're there to help when people say, I've stalled out. We're the other places I just don't have the capacity. You know, it's hard. Marketing is a repetitive job. You know, it's fun the first time you do it. You know, this is fun, this podcast. But if we're going to do this, we're going to have to do this once a week or once a month. Uh, and you have to, to have the drive to keep doing it. That's it. So I was going to say for the coffee shop, I mean, we ran our social media, our website. I'm pretty sure we did our website on Wix. I wasn't a website designer then. So my business partner did it. We were doing everything and it was stressful. Like looking right. back at it now, I wish we would have hired somebody to do our marketing for us. Right. And it, but it's, you know, marketing can, hiring a firm can be expensive. And a lot of, I, you know, I guess it's good. It's good that there are places that people can do it on their own. Like you couldn't do it on your own before. There's that. It's approachable. It's less, you know, you can run your social media. Anybody can run their social media. We could probably do it better. Not always. There are some things we could never do that clients can do like that. Having that, you know, we, we didn't get the account, but I pitched to get a salon. Like we can't do salon social media the way they can. We can supplement it better though. So because what's great for a salon to have is beautiful hair photos. And I'm not going to, it would be financially cost ineffective for us to go there every day and take photos of all the people getting off the chair. But oh, if totally. the stylists do that and text them to us, we could do a little bit better than theirs because we keep the focus. Uh, and they're doing fine. And actually, I think they hired another, um, like, you know, look, our competition is oftentimes you know, it's either the business owner themselves or like a friend who's kind of doing it on the side. And then there's other mm -hmm. firms, you know, so, and the price points are radically changed, you know, so you do it on your own, it's free. You're paying just in time, which is expensive. You hire the person who's doing it on the side. They're usually really cheap. They're just doing it for a little extra money. And then, you know, then when you get into dealing with advertising agencies or marketing agencies, you know, then the cost goes up, but the quality should go up too. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, long story short, I think that's the biggest change in the last five years. The really the biggest change in general was, you know, we started as a PR firm. We dealt with magazines. The number of magazines, I don't, I would love to know the stat, but it's probably cut probably 10% of what it was when we started in, in 2003. And you just, the way PR works, it's now what it was at the beginning. It's publicist. You know, they mm -hmm. only care about big stuff. You know, we could get, in the past, we'd be able to get one day an article every month. You can't, now if you get it, get it once when they open, you're lucky. Uh, and social media just sort of took over that time. People are very curated. You know, we have a very curated life now. It's like your thing before you watch the news and you got what everybody else got. Now you get to pick. So it, you know, and that really changed, uh, especially in the last you know, five or 10 years and definitely over the last 20. So, uh, well, thank you, Madison. This is awesome. And I'm very excited about this. I was excited about doing this when you joined us about a year ago. Uh, so Mass is. Uh, oh my gosh! Kind. It has. I keep forgetting that it's been yeah, a year. I think this it's next month. week. Uh, and uh, thank you for everything. So I'm, I wish it didn't take us this long to get here, but pretty soon we'll launch our first podcast uh, for Skyline, and I'm super excited. 